Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. You're listening to All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I'm Andrea Gillis. And I'm Steph Page. We're two Canadian expats now living in Australia and the UK. Between the two of us, we've been through the ringer in our travels, experiencing missed flights, volcanic eruptions, and even a terrorist attack. It's not all that extreme, though. We've also experienced heartwarming, life-changing moments and met amazing people along the way. So kick back and listen to All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. Welcome to another episode of All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I'm Andrea. And I'm Stephanie. And uh, to start off, we have a big fat thank you to give out. A big fat thank you to Fatty. <laughs> that, <laughs> that is, and that's not me saying that. That's how she put her name in Patreon. Yes, Fatty gave us a hundred bucks towards amazing. this month. That's amazing. Thank you so much, Fatty. Thank you so much again. That really helps us keep this podcast going. And anyone that's listening, if you want to donate please visit our Patreon account and you can do the same and you can get a big fat shout out as well. Right, yes. Steph? Yep. The fattest of the fat fattest shout of, outs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Today's episode, we are going to talk about etiquette, specifically when it comes to airports and airplane travel. Um, yes. This is like, there's so many things that happen at airports and airplanes that just get under my skin, I find so irritating. To be fair, I'm quite easy to annoy anyways. <laughs> I'm Steph's kind of the I'll more... Attest. Yeah, Steph's kind of the more laid back one out of the two of us. And I'm, I mean, little little things can really piss me off. But, but come on, Steph, you can back me up on this. Traveling, when you're traveling oh. on an airport and a plane, like shit that you yeah. see, people do, uh, it's, come on. It's You're a fine me. line between being comfortable and being considerate. Yes. And when you don't know, you need to err on the side of being considerate. Yeah. I think there's, but, for, for whatever reason, us as human beings, as soon as we get on an airplane or we get into an airport, we're just like a bunch of fucking cavemen where it's like... Savages. It was absolute savages. And I, I don't understand it. Um, and it's one of my biggest pet peeves. And I have a lot of pet peeves when it comes to traveling in airports and on planes. And that's what we're, we're going to talk about some of these today. Um, we have a lot of examples. We sat, we actually sat and, and caught up a few minutes before this episode and it was more than a few minutes. We thought, oh, we'd we'd get a few points in. And I mean, it was what half an hour stuff that we just went back and forth. We Um, have grievances. Yes. Many grievances in life and with traveling in airports and airplanes. Anyways, um, 
So I guess we'll start. We're, we're going to sort of do the journey, right? The journey mm-hmm. of when you enter an airport, you go to baggage check, you go through security to the point that you're actually sitting on the plane up in the air. We're going to we're going to take you on a little etiquette journey. Yes, here we go. Steph, where where are we starting? uh, I want to start from the moment you get in the airport, and this is going to apply until the moment you leave the airport on the other end, Mm -hmm. is being spatially aware. Yes. If you're ever lucky enough to be at an airport and it is dead, just do a little Hail Mary and be grateful. Because most of the time, airports are a shit show. There's people everywhere. There's children running around. There's people with carts with a million bags on them. And I just, the amount of people who aren't spatially aware and they'll just have 10, they'll, they'll just stop walking. Yeah, just stop you're, walking you're with their, through, they just stop. With their giant like trolleys with like 800 bags on it. Mm-hmm. Or they just, bar- I mean, I got barged the one day at, at um, Heathrow a, a few months ago. Some woman just walking with a huge trolley and just walked into me. And I was yeah. like, did you not see me? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a six foot tall blonde woman. I'm walking. And she just bar- and just was like, oh, sorry. And I got a, yeah. like, a big bruise from, I mean, I should have kicked off a lot more than I did, but you know, <laughs> I, I know how to be polite and I have etiquette when it comes to yeah. traveling. I mean, in- really. It's such common sense. If you need to stop, look around you. Yeah. And don't Before barge. you do. And then maybe step to the left or step to the right so you're not in someone's way. Yeah. Don't be common that. Common sense. Don't be that dummy. That's a that's a that's just a simple, as you said, everyday life scenario. If you're in a busy place, that. Yeah. But let's get to the baggage check. check. Yes. There's you are nothing, checking in now. There's nothing more infuriating then I get, I'm standing and I don't check a bag a lot, but when I do, you're, you know, you have to stand in the long queues and every, you're waiting to just check your stupid fucking bag. And then the person in front of you, their bag is like 10 kilos overweight. And then they start arguing with the person working and then they start taking stuff out of your, their bags. And then they're arguing saying, Oh, I've taken like, just weigh your bag before you get to the airport. Yeah. Bag weight allowances are not arbitrary. They're very clear before you get to the airport. They're not making that number up as soon as you get there. Like, oh, actually, today we're only accepting bags that are 30 kilos. (laughs) Like, no, it's the same. And they're pretty standard for most airlines. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's very easy. There's many ways you can weigh your bag before you go. So there's the classic step on the scale with your bag. And then weigh yourself separately and then subtract yeah. your weight. I mean, a lot of people don't want to do that because maybe they don't want to know how much they weigh. But you could do it that way. But they also have. You can buy these little scales. You know, you can get them off Amazon, whatever. And they're just little hand scales with hooks on them. Mm-hmm. Have you seen these stuff where you can... Um, I, just, I have. Yeah. Yeah. You can hook your bag onto... I've tried them and they're pretty accurate. And weigh it that way. But what? You know, I don't... I, why are you not weighing your bag before you get to the airport? Yeah. And it's funny because people, this is, I don't know why this gets me worked up a little more. It's when they turn around and they're like, I'm sorry. And they think they're cute. And yeah. Like, you're not cute. You're not cute. You're holding up the line. Unnecessary. Nobody's cute when they're at an airport. Unless you're flying on a private jet. No one's cute. Unless you're Victoria Beckham. That yeah. is like, 
and you're not. So yeah, I, I certainly don't look <laughs> cute by any stretch of the imagination when I'm traveling. Um, I do not. Okay. Moving on. So we've checked mm-hmm. our bag. Now where are we going, Steph? So now we're at the gate. It's, no, it's we're at security. How did you did you skip security? Okay, hold on. How do you Steph, do you just so, not go through security when you travel? I have a Nexus pass, so I just glide through the private line. (laughs) So, you know how we did an episode on travel snobbery last week? That's Steph right now. You're such a travel Uh, snob with your Nexus pass. I am. It's the best investment. (laughs) Okay, so us commoners, we generally Mm -hmm. have to go through security after we check our bags. So, oh my God. Okay, where do I even start with security? Every time I go through a security line, it's as if the person in front of me has never flown before, has never been into an airport, has never been, had to go through a security line. I get stuck behind mm. those people every <laughs> single time. There, I think there should be two lines. There should be a line for people that have flown before and know what they're doing, and then a, a line for the newbies. And you got to love when someone's looking at the other, like once you're in a security line, you're committed to that line. Like don't try to jump, jump around. Don't try to look around. Do you know what I actually do? This is going off topic, but I always try to look at like, you know, I, I look at, I look for how many, how many people are wearing boots and belts. And I try to work out Uh. who's got like a laptop in their bag where they're going to have to dish fish out. The other one I look for is, um, people with kids and when they've got like strollers or prams avoid mm-hmm. them at all costs that that takes way too long <laughs> they they take way too long to get through security just because they have more stuff they've got to put the kids through the kids don't know what the fuck they're doing that it's yeah it's a nightmare but you know i always get stuck behind the ones that are like oh i can't take my big bottle of hairspray through oh i didn't know <laughs> oh when did that change no 100 milliliters and i think it's yeah. been like that for how long I mean, since the beginning of time, as far as since nine eleven, I want to say probably, but yeah, um, yes, hundred milliliters, guys. You cannot take liquids more than that. And then if they take it away from you, don't argue with them. Dem's right. the rules. <laughs> That's how it works. Um, and then yes, you have to take your liquids out. You always. I see people always... arguing over bottles of water. They're oh. like, I just bought this, and I, the poor people who work there, how sick they. I'm, I'm ten people behind them in line, and I want to be like, we don't care. Yeah, and I always find <laughs> it funny. It as, I find it funny as well when people start chugging their water, like they're never gonna drink water ever again. <laughs> like it's the last bottle of water that they'll ever have. So they're well, like, like, I ah, get it. It's probably eight dollars at the airport. Well, yeah, but, but they probably bought know, it before they made... even got in. That's the thing. So you see these men like chugging two liters of water and then like their hand <laughs> on their hip and giving them the side eye, like, "Oh, you're making me do this." Like, dude, most airports now have like you can go, like they have water fountains. You're There's also gonna... probably twenty signs while you're in line oh, of the things you cannot go through with. It's just hilarious. It's so funny to yeah see these people just ah, I'm gonna drink all this water to show you, and they're like, it's fine, I don't care. <laughs> or so, yeah. the people who who get up there and they're like, what? Do you, I have to take my shoes off, and it's like, well, yes, ma'am. The thirty people who've been in front of you did, so yeah, you're not special. You're not an exception. <laughs> yeah, there's that. There's the oh. Uh, oh, do I have to take my laptop out? Yes. Like it hasn't changed. Just, I always have all my shit ready. When I'm in the line, I get my liquids out my bag in my one plastic bag. Guys, you have to have it in a plastic bag. Most airports now have a section, a little section 
before you even get to security where you can organize everything, where you can put mm-hmm. your liquids in the bag, you can get your laptop out and be ready. Yeah. And it's so funny when you do see the people working security and that, yeah, a lot of the time they're not the nicest, but I can, to- I totally get, I get why. It. Cause they're dealing yeah. with absolute fucking dummies most of the day where <laughs> they have to repeat themselves continuously saying, yes, I take mean, off your belt. Even if it is your first time flying, if you're paying attention to what's happening, you see, oh, yes. everyone's staying in their laptop. Oh, everyone's staying in their belt. And their sh- like, yes, it's it's not like you need to be told to realize. Yeah. Yeah. It's being <laughs> observant. It's being observant. Yeah. So, yeah, the security line, I'm like, I, oh, it's. Oh, and then when you get through security. Grab your shit and move to the table to organize. Because on the other side, there's also a table to organize your stuff back together. Yes. But people always want to do it in the row where the, um, what's Where the trays come out. Yeah. The trays are coming out and people want to stand. No. No. They've got tables for that. Grab your trays. Go to the table. Go and organize your shit at the table. And also, put your tray back. Don't leave it there because if you leave your tray there and everyone leaves them there, then the other trays can't come out because it causes a jam. You are meant to pick your tray up and put it back, back in the, you'll see the little I don't want to contradict you, but lately in Australia, now they have these things where you have to grab your stuff out of the tray immediately and then it goes and it drops into a stacking tray. They do have those So they tell you not to stack it. But, because but, it needs to go through as one and drop. Okay, yeah. It, the, there are airports that have those automa- like automatic ones where they go in mm-hmm. and they... Yes, I agree. In those those situations, just let the, the conveyor belt do its thing. But a lot of airports mm-hmm. still don't have that. And you'll yeah. see the signs where it says, please put your tray yeah. back. And in, that you have to... The reason for that is because it causes a jam. You know, they only have a couple people working they can't put all the trays back if we all just do our part and put the tray and i often find now i'm the one i'll grab like six trays off of the belt and do it for everyone because i'm like oh it's i'm just, that person too it's so annoying it, it, it like it irritates me but it's also you know i just like things put away as well so part of me gets to do a little tidying <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um yeah once you get to an airport you just the, like i always feel like once you get past security you're kind of Uh, you can relax a little bit. So just everyone be aware of their surroundings, pay attention, be ready Mm -hmm. to get your shit into security and out as quick as possible. And the quicker you are, then the quicker everyone else can get through. Agreed. All right. So moving on now we've gone through security. Well, Steph hasn't because she (laughs) bypassed it with her. I flew by. So I'm, I'm now coming up. I'm catching up with Steph. She's already had a glass of wine at the bar. Hey Steph, I'm here. Did you get me a glass of wine? No, you didn't. That's fine. I'll get my own. Okay. I did. And we're going to oh, miss our flight oh, because great. of it. No, we're not missing our flight. <laughs> that, that's not happening. Okay. So we're sitting having a glass of wine, excited for our holiday. And uh, now it's time we hear that our gate's boarding. So what do mm-hmm. we do, Steph? What, what are we going to have? A, we're going to get another glass of wine first, right? Because we've got time. Darn right. Because <laughs> I'm not getting up in that crowd. Yep. And we're going to wait until they call our zone. Now, this goes back to paying attention and listening to what's Active happening listening. in the airport. Every, I think when you, yeah, you fly now, especially long, long haul flights and big planes, they'll have, uh, everyone's assigned to a zone depending on where you're sitting on the plane. Wait, do not go up. If they say zone one and you are zone four, 
don't line up and don't go ask the person working at the desk. Hi, I'm zone four. Can I board? No. I got to tell you, one of the most satisfying things is when somebody does, you know, they call zones one and two and yeah, someone from four goes up and just tries to go through, hands them their boarding card. And now I find the airports, the, um, the flight staff are like, sir, we haven't called you yet. Yeah. Please step back and wait until we call you. And I'm always like, yes, like, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Sir, you're going to need to take a seat. It's so satisfying. (laughs) I know. Well, I like, I like that they've, you know, they're, that would be me. I mean, could you imagine me working in an airport? I, no, I couldn't. No. I couldn't no. Because I, I'd be fired. I would be too angry. 100%. Oh, my God. But, yeah, that would be me. Sir, you're going to have to sit down. Sir, sir, I'm not going to tell you again. Sir, please take a seat. Sir, ma'am, ma'am. And then I, yeah, call them. start calling them ma'am. And then they get really angry. <laughs> I'm terrible in customer service. Um, so, yeah, so there's that. There's the whole, like, I don't know why everyone's in such a rush. Well, I do. Mm. I think... For me, I, I mean, why why do I want to be sitting on an airplane, a big metal tube, longer than I have to? I'm usually one of those people that I'll sort of sit back and wait for everyone to board, and I'll be the last one to go on. Yeah, I I'm like being nev- that person, too. Yeah, and I guess it comes down to if you've got a bag that you want to put in the, um, in the overhead, right? Because if they run out of room... You want to get there first, but I generally put, I usually just bring a little backpack that I put under like the seat in front of me anyways. So you know what I used to do that I thought was so sneaky that I think is bad etiquette. Probably do it anymore. Yeah. (laughs) I don't do it anymore, but when I used to board the plane, I would actually throw my carry on luggage up in the front, like the very front (gasps) section before I walked back. Because then I didn't need to grab my bag and right until I got up. I, I thought I was being so smart. I mean, it is smart, but a hundred percent not cool. What it just throws are... everything out of whack. Well, and also, like, wh- what if you need stuff in your bag, like through the flight? You just get up and go to the front. I d- I've, I never like because I always have everything I need in my big like in a shoulder bag. Yeah, and my actual carry on carry on is oh. just. For if my luggage gets um, lost. Yeah, yeah, I would say that's a total dick move, though. Yeah. Do you not do that? I think I realized that at some point a couple years ago, and I stopped doing it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Watch out for so stuff, maybe. guys. If you see a bag sitting in the front. <laughs> Mystery bag. Yeah, if it's, like, pink with, like, sync <laughs> stickers on it and... Definitely my carry-on. Glitter, that's definitely Steph's bag. And if it's in the front, she's probably in the back, in the 34th row, (laughs) next to the toilet. (laughs) 27. I always book row 27. Why? I don't know. It's become one of those superstitious things over time. Oh, weird. That's weird. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay, so, okay, we've boarded. Now we're on the plane, and we've talked about bags. So, actually, I'm going to bring up a point. So, the bags in the overhead... Okay, so they're full. So if you're, this actually happened to me a, uh, a, a few months ago. I was, uh, I did a work trip to Dublin. So like an hour flight, not far from London. And the guy sitting in front of me, he had a backpack. And the um, air hostess came over and she said, oh, so you're going to have to put your bag under under the seat for takeoff and whatever the standard. And he took his bag and put it literally under his seat. That was my foot, like that was my leg room. He didn't put it in the seat in front of him. 
And I don't know, this is the only time this has ever happened to me, but I'm like, are there people that think that that's okay? And so I had to be like, dude, you need to move your bag. It's sitting under... Do you know what I'm talking about, Steph, when I'm saying it's under uh, Yeah, I know. I, I've never had this happen. I All I can think is that he didn't realize it went that far back, I hope. Well, but no, but he physically put his arm around his seat. Like, they've got the oh. bar thingies in the front now, right? Because for the people that are putting their feet, mm-hmm. like, if you're stretching your legs out, they've you know what I mean? They've got, it's almost like a metal block he physically reached around and put his bag like to the side and I was like what are you doing and he's like oh I need to put my bag under the seat I'm like not not literally your seat it's the seat in front of you where your feet go because I'm like you're now taking up my leg space and he was like oh but I'm not supposed to put under this is my seat I'm like but it's my leg space under your seat. I was like, have you never been on an airplane before? Again this is one of those things. Maybe he hadn't. He was like a 60 year old man. I mean it was bizarre I think he was yeah. just trying to use like I think he was trying to play dumb he wanted with me. his foot space yeah and I was like look yeah. I'm not the person and I've had like three Guinnesses it's not happening let's <laughs> you're yeah you're moving your bag now otherwise anyway so he did it was fine but like that was just bizarre anyway so guys when you put bags under the seat it means the seat in front of you where mm-hmm. your legs go. I mean, I feel yeah, like I, I thought that was common to, sense. Shouldn't even have to call that out. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> well, you know what I do first thing as soon as I sit down? What's up? Well, A, okay, let's talk about, this isn't even when I sit down. So you get on the plane and it always happens. You're standing there waiting for someone in front of you to put their bag up. Oh, yep. Just A, just wait. Like getting in a huff and a puff. The plane oh, yeah. is still going to take off when it's going to take off. That is not going to be what holds the plane up. Yeah, don't start like tutting people and like, oh. Oh, sighing heavily because they're you know, <laughs> taking too long. Novel concept. Maybe offer to help them. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, that's having always trouble, a nice thing. Yeah. And then, yeah, just wait. I mean, and if you're that person who's been 
Like this goes back to being spatially aware. If you're organizing and getting stuff out, move into the sea so oh, people can still walk by. Yes. Don't be the guy holding up the huge line. <laughs> Guys, there's only like one line or one path to get onto the plane. And if you are, if you're blocking that because you're organizing your bag while you're standing up, that's the most irritating thing ever. So go get into your seat, put your bag up, slide into your seat and let people walk by you. Oh, so then one thing I sit down and I do this because this is another faux pas I used to make all the time. I hate wearing shoes on planes because yeah. I do a lot of long haul flights. It's uncomfortable. Your feet swell naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hate wearing shoes. But what I do because I and I do anyone who knows me knows I almost live in flip flops. Yes. So she does. what I do is on every flight in my shoulder bag, I have a pair of like big comfy socks. Like mm-hmm. big, fuzzy, super comfortable, so that I'm not barefoot on a plane because oh. that's disgusting. Guys, I I can't think of anything more disgusting, and I <laughs> I see it all the time. My flight and stuff. When I came to see you in April, mm-hmm. I mean every flight I was on because I took like eight of them to get there. No, it wasn't eight. <laughs> um, I, I, like the amount of bare feet walking around, and I'm like, this is like th- there was a person sitting next to me who literally took off their shoes and their socks and was sitting next to me with bare feet. And I'm like, this is not, it's not okay. It's not okay to be walking around barefoot socks. I get, and I get it. Take your shoes off. I'm with you on that. Especially long haul flights. It's very uncomfortable. There's the whole swelling and da 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 da. Fine. Take off your shoes, but do not be walking around in bare feet. Yeah. Vile. Yeah. And I get it. Like I want to. But you don't because it's gross. No. And like where else? I mean, if you think of public spaces, if you're ever like, would you, you wouldn't walk around barefoot on a train, on a bus, on it. Why, why all of a sudden we get into airplanes and we think that's okay. Like next we're going to be, next we're going to be like taking off our tops and sitting around in our underwear. (laughs) Planes are cold. I know. Maybe you are. (laughs) Maybe that's why they keep them cold. So people keep their fucking clothes on. I mean, nowadays. So. Speaking of disgusting, I just want, uh, this isn't really related, it kind of is, but I hope everyone has heard about how dirty planes are. We all joke about how every time you take a flight, you get sick. There's a reason for that. And it is the reason I always have hand sanitizer and wipes. Wipes. Honestly, baby wipes, like the little, um, you can get them at the dollar store or like little sample packs of wipes. Yeah. Because... Do you know, if you had to guess, what are the dirtiest things on planes? Oh, like guess? like the, ta- the table, probably the bathroom handle or like anything in the bathrooms. But yeah, definitely yeah. Your, tra- your tray table for sure. Yeah. So tray table is, so I, I looked at this, I got this on Business Insider. Mm-hmm. Tray tables, super dirty with mold and bacteria just from not being washed well. They're wiped, not washed, right? Gross. I mean, Bra- yeah. I, they'll probably tell you they're washed. So I'm not, They're not saying that as a matter of fact, but yeah, you know. I, yeah. Okay. Tray tables, seat belts, almost a third of seat belts they find with mold and yeast on them. Ugh, gross. Your seat pockets are disgusting. They have mold, E. coli, coliforms, like just all Everything. the gross stuff, which I, that one for some reason shocked me because a lot of times in a rush, when I sit down in my seat and I have, you know, you got your passport, your boarding pass and all that stuff in your hand from getting on, 
I'll throw it in the seat back just to get it out of my way. And then I'll organize once, you know, everyone's set yeah. down on the plane. Yeah. I am never doing that again because... They are one of the most, dis- which makes sense. They probably never clean in there. Maybe they throw a vacuum in there every, you know. Yeah. Well, how are they? It's not like schedule. they can disinfect a pocket. Like, I don't know right. how you even do that. <laughs> oh. So pockets, you were right. You nailed it. Bathroom handles. Oh, yeah. And you know what? The dirtiest thing on the plane is your headrest. Oh, I wouldn't have thought that. Yeah. It's bacteria, think- E. coli. But is that why they replace, they've got the little, um, I don't know, what are they? Some planes, yeah. The covers. It's not not paper, but it's like a thin, very thin, yeah. Honestly, I, like from now on after reading this article, I'm going to be like wiping my headrest, as weird as that sounds. Yeah, well, and everything (sighs) you just said, talking about how dirty planes are, this goes back, we'll tie this into etiquette, is just hygiene, guys. So number one, washing your hands. Like, I don't even know why I have to say this, but again, Steph, when I was on my way over to see you, I was lucky enough to have a seat right next to the toilet. Mm -hmm. My lucky day. Um, And I heard everyone go in and do their business and I also heard everyone not wash their hands not, and come oh. out. And you know, when you, you yeah. hear a toilet flush and it, you should have a, at least a few seconds in between before the door opens where, so, you know, you're cleaning your yeah. hands. Well, no, I <laughs> yeah. heard a toilet. I hear oh, a toilet oh. flush and then people open the door and come out. And I'm like, that's disgusting. So well, that's, and this, this, yeah, in airports, you see it too. People who will come out. And then they'll turn the water on and put their hands under the water and walk away. And I'm like, yeah. what did you didn't do anything? You, you need soap. You need soap. Yeah. I mean, there, there's just a standard like what? And on, like you said, on a plane, just wash your hands because it's dirty enough as it is. And yeah. this is why you hear about people getting sick. But also before you get onto a plane, have a shower and put on some deodorant. So we're talking like smells. It's like, Yeah. Yeah, Being I mean, conscious. always shower the day always. of your flight. Always. always. I mean, in general, just... <sighs> I, I don't know yeah. how people don't do this, but I, I thankfully, I've never had a well, had an instance where I've sat next to anyone that's had severe BO, but you do hear stories <laughs> of that happening, and then the air yeah. hostess has to go up to them and saying, like, sir, you How stink. awkward for them. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I did have, I was speaking to actually my mother about this one and she said, so I was trying to think of tips and tricks we could pull out of this. She felt really bad because when they flew home from Egypt, they had an, like an afternoon evening flight. Yeah. So the morning, that final morning, they still were, had an excursion and it was a camel riding excursion. Mm-hmm. So they went out on the camels and Egypt is obviously hot. Yeah. So they were with wild animals. It was hot out. So even though they showered that morning, they were still, they smelled like animals, they smelled sweaty, and then you're getting on a plane where you get sweaty over the course of a long-haul flight. Like, no one smells great when they get off, but at least smell good when you get on. Well, yeah. Um, You know, she was saying, oh, you know, like, we felt so bad, and I'm like, okay. And that's a perfect example of, like, take hand sanitizer, take deodorant, like, hygiene 101. And they did. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah. saying this is what they should. They did. But your parents for other are not, people. Yeah, your parents aren't dirtbags. I'll just put that out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, just so the, the they, uh, general hygiene. And also, the, a lot of airports now, they do have showers. 
So you can pay to take a shower, like you said. If I and I've done it before, I've done a, like similar s- situation where I've had an evening flight and it's a long flight, and I'm just I'm feeling a bit. Gr- I like to feel nice and clean, anyways, when I get onto a plane. You know, it's gr- like you. We've been saying it's gross, it's dirty. I just want to feel as clean as I can because you know when you get off, especially after doing hours and hours, you feel a bit gross anyway. So you might as well try yeah. to started off good um a few of the other things right so we've we've done the hygiene thing just again being being aware of other people so my biggest oh Steph I can't even tell you my biggest pet peeve on an airplane my seat is not there for you to balance yourself when you're getting out of your seat do you know what I mean? Mm, when people yeah. grab the back of someone else's seat and they pull themselves up, that is not what my seat is there for. Do not do that. Do not touch my seat. The <laughs> amount of times that I've been woken up from sleeping, and I don't usually sleep very well on planes. So when I do fall asleep and then I get woken up, I'm pretty pissed off. Um, that That's happened because someone's pulled on the back of my seat to get up out of their seat. And also, I have had my hair pulled. So someone puts <gasps> their their hand around to again grab my headrest to pull themselves up the amount of time someone's like pulled on my hair so guys don't use you've got armrests next to you that you can use that to push your body up to a vertical position out of your seat you do not need to pull on the person's seat in front of you i cannot (laughs) tell you how much that pisses me off it is my number one ultimate pet peeve on a plane and i feel like people don't even realize that they do it stop fucking Mm -hmm. doing that don't touch my seat oh my god i'm getting so worked up over this i know i can tell (laughs) it's true don't do it speaking of seats this is one i thought of when you're first sitting down Mm -hmm. have you ever had it happen and this is like where the etiquette and what's acceptable people differ yeah being swapping seats with someone who asks you to swap seats with you oh so there's Ah, like I'm so back in the day when no one had to pay to pick a seat as long as it was a window for a window an aisle for an aisle not too particular right because you get a random seat anyway it's all yeah randomly selected now nowadays when you know if you pay for a specific seat and everything else is arbitrarily assigned I'd kind of get annoyed. I would because I'd be like, no, I, I paid for this. If you wanted a specific seat, well, that, you could have paid for a specific seat. Yeah, that exact scenario happened to me uh, only a few months ago where I did exactly that. I was flying I don't know, one of the budget airlines standard and I paid like 12 pounds, I think, for my seat. And I got mm-hmm. it was sort of I think it was like eighth row window seat. So kind of like cl- close to the front of the plane. Um, and then. Yeah, before we took off, like the air hostess came over and was like, hey, we're trying to put a family together. Do you mind switching seats? Because there's two kids. And I yeah. was kind of like, I looked and I'm like, well, where? Because I I paid for the seat. So as long as you're putting me closer to the front and in a window yeah. seat, then no, I'm not moving. And I, part of me, I'm like, am I an asshole for not doing this? But then I'm like, well, no, because the family... Really, if they were so worried about sitting together, they should have paid for their paid seats for as well. Seats, yeah. And in in the end, they did. They moved me to like the second row window seat, so it was fine. Nice. So I got a better yeah. seat. 
But I was like, I'm not moving back and I'm not moving into a middle or, you know, even an aisle seat. Definitely I like, no, not. I wanted, it was like a two hour flight. And I'm like, I just want to have a little nap on the window. So, um, guys, yeah, if you're traveling yeah. with a fam, like your family and you want to sit together, etiquette, mm. I'm sorry, pay for your seats. Don't make other people yeah. give up their seats. Yeah, I had uh, recently, so this was on my flight when I came back from Canada and I had to do a Sydney to Melbourne portion. So it was a short flight. I got down and there was a woman sitting in my seat. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, there was three on each side. And I said, oh, excuse me, you're in my seat, which was the aisle seat. And she's like, oh, am I? And she looked at her ticket. And she said, oh, sorry. And she moved into the middle. Not a thing. Well, then her husband, who I guess was just behind me, came yeah. and he looked he started talking to his wife so they made it very obvious they were together and then he was sitting on the other side of me in the middle so they mm-hmm. had the middle seats in the same row on the opposite side and the guy on the other side is like oh sir is that your wife over there and he's like yeah he's like oh don't worry also do you want to switch seats you can have the aisle i'll sit in the middle and the guy was like oh thanks that's so nice and i'm like okay i'm not doing that whatever because my big thing now is i'm i'm in an aisle seat after what happened to my girlfriend and yeah needing to walk around and the risk of blood clots like i'm adamant on the aisle seat oh totally. so i'm not giving up an aisle seat the the way the other guy did it kind of made me look like a jerk but i don't need to explain myself that actually reminded me of um there was a time i was flying to toronto and i was sitting in one of the middle seats of the four so you know the four seats in the middle and the really big planes yeah so i was unlucky enough to be in a middle seat there and on the aisle seats Right. There was a there was a mom and a daughter and they had the aisle seats and they before we even took off, they were chatting to each other. They were passing things back and forth to each other over me. And so Mm -hmm. I finally was like, oh, hey, are you guys together? Do you want to switch? You can one of you can have my seat in the middle and I'll take and they were like, no, no, no. We booked the aisle seats. And I was like, "Okay." Well, if you've booked the aisle seats, this is not going to be happening for the next seven hours. You guys chatting and reaching over me while I'm sitting. And I actually yeah. said that to them and they were like, oh, and actually the, the air hostess was there and she came over and she's like, do you want to move seats? We've got um, like they had an aisle seat somewhere else. I'm like, yes, but like, don't yeah. do that. If you've picked your seats, great, but do not do not be that person you don't want to sit in the middle and there's some random person in the middle of you be speaking over them, reaching over them, getting into their space. Fuck that. And if I'm the one in the middle, I'm not the one that you want to be doing that to because I will call you out so quick on it. I, I wish I was like you. Cause I'm that person who sits there and like, I just stew on thinking Mm-mm. about saying something like, Oh Duh. no, not me. Ooh. And another one when you're sitting there. So this, I hope should actually clear up some things. Maybe people wonder who gets the armrests. So there is etiquette about this and this is what it is. If you're on a window seat, you get the window armrest. Mm -hmm. If you're on an aisle seat, you get the aisle armrest and the person in the middle who got the shit end of the stick, the middle part gets both the armrests. That is the etiquette. I didn't even know that was a a real rule, but I always thought Mm -hmm. That anytime I have sat in the window and someone's in, I always give them the armrests. I always think mm-hmm. it's only fair that they get the armrests. Yeah. So I, I like got, to, yeah. I like to think I'm just naturally a, you know, a polite person. I thought of that myself. You didn't even have to tell me that. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what it is. 
that's and I like that. And and the th- and if you are that middle person though, and you are sitting and you get those armrests, you get it for your elbows though. Bear that in mind. That doesn't mean you get to put your forearm on the armrest and jab your elbow into my space, into my side, which I've had that before as well. Where again, mm-hmm. I've had to be like, can you move your elbow out of my space? So be aware the armrests like just you know, you still got to keep those arms in elbows in guys, elbows in, um, one, one point, another, another one that when we were talking about seats, so the screens on seats and now all, all the airplanes, they have touch screens. Mm. That's another one. So your touch screen (laughs) is on the back of my seat where my head sits guys, the touch screens are not like you know, sticky key, like touch screens. All you have to do is tap it. You do not need to be jabbing your finger into the screen. I actually think touch screens on planes were probably one of the worst inventions because especially now that not only can you watch <laughs> movies, but people play games. So they'll be playing like, you know, sort of almost yeah, like I've click d- games. I've done this and I didn't even think about this. Like I oh. play Sudoku. Yeah. Yeah, and you're, just and, and, and you're just constantly now. See, I'm very conscious of yeah making sure I'm like gently touching it. Like I would almost yeah. put money on the person in front and didn't feel it, but there's definitely those people you see who are like I, just smashing that screen. I always find, and I don't want to, I don't want to stereotype, but anytime, and again, I've actually told people like, "Hey, can you stop jabbing the back of my screen?" It's usually, it's usually older people. Um, that they, well, and like people that just didn't grow up with iPads and touch screens and like, they're not used to it and they think, yeah, they do have to jab it. And sometimes if you just show them, I've actually done that. There was a, there was a little old lady on my flight to Bali a few years ago and Bali's a long flight and she was behind me and just, and she was one of the, like, they like to older, older peeps love playing games as well. They don't want to watch a movie. They want to play games the whole time. But anyway, she was jabbing. <laughs> like my seat was moving every time she touched the screen. I was like, Oh, I cannot put up with this for the whole flight. Did you say something? I did, but I was polite. I didn't yell at her. Yeah. I didn't like, yeah. you know, I wasn't rude. I was like, Hey, you know, I just, I'm, you're hitting the screen pretty hard. Can I just show you how you can sort of tap the screen? And then I showed her, she was like, Oh, thank you. And you know, she was apologetic, yeah. but you know, yeah, I, you know, I'm not rude all the time, guys. I'm just, I'm, I'm vocal. <laughs> I can be polite. I am polite. I like to think I'm polite, but, um, but yeah, so I did show her, but guys just bear that in mind. If you're using the touch screens, isn't it amazing? Cause obviously on an airplane, we all just get a little, little bit of personal space for the whole flight. Yeah. And you need to respect other people's personal space. If you want them, like it's just, you know what you signed up for. Yeah. 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 You just, don't, it's not a sprawling situation. Just be considerate. Be considerate of everyone with all senses. I think smells another one. Guys, if you got a fart. <laughs> That's a tricky one. <laughs> yeah, is it? Is it that Um, I, I read somewhere that if you're that high up in the air, like your farts don't smell anyways. Is that true? Or is I, that I would up? imagine that's 100% a myth. Oh, <laughs> okay. I mean, don't uh, Steph, Can you test it out on your? You're flying to Sydney today. Can you, yeah, I fly. Uh, I, yeah, I fly to Sydney tomorrow. Can you let one rip and see what happens? I'll I'll, I'll, try, I'll try to give it a go. <laughs> you're going to Malta this week. Why don't you try Malta? I'm not going to Malta, Milan, whatever. 
Malta, Milan, same thing. I mean, let's both do it. We'll report back. This is research. All right. All right. Scientific research. Scientific research by Steph and I. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Do you know what? I actually feel I feel a lot better venting all of my... Uh, <laughs> I mean, I feel like I properly vented or I've just had too Airport much... Airport grievances. Yeah. I've had, sure. a, I've had a lot of coffee this morning and I just... Yeah. <laughs> I'm on my third. I'm feeling very yelly, but I'm glad I'm glad it all came out. And I really hope people listen to this and next time I'm I'm on a plane someone's not pulling on my fucking headrest on my seat. So it, I I and I'm sorry if you're the person that ever sits behind me and you do that because you will know I'm annoyed. And I'll be that person on the other side of the plane who saw you do it and I'm silently cheering you on. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I wish I could do it. Uh, okay, great. Well, guys, um, wash your hands after you pee. <laughs> Honestly, like common sense, spatial awareness and hygiene. Done. That's all you need to know. Remember, <laughs> this will get should, you through life, too. <laughs> we should keep that as a mantra. What should we, we should have a mantra before you go to an airport. We had one. I forget what it, oh. Be prepared, be organized, it doesn't work for this one. Be happy. Be happy. Well, I mean, yeah, be happy. No one's happy in an airport. I am. Oh, well. All right. I love them. Great. Well, it's been a a great episode. Thank you all again so much for listening. All the Shit I've Learned Abroad is a travel podcast focused on anything and everything related to travel. You can listen to us on multiple platforms from iTunes to Google Play Music and more. And with that, please, if you have a chance, give us a five-star review on iTunes or whatever platform you listen on. That drives us up the charts and really, really helps us out. Want to support us on Patreon? Find us over at Shit Have Learned Abroad Pod and donations start as low as just $1. Also, if you could follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Shit Abroad Pod and Facebook by searching all the shit I've learned abroad. Thanks so much for listening. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Want truly hydrated skin? Medocia's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A malibu.com code SUMMER. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.